Hello, beautiful souls. Before we begin, I just want to share a few freebies with you. First, if you subscribe on my website, your name and contact info will be put in a jar that I pray on every morning. The angels also have me pick a few people from that jar every week to text personalized angel messages to. That could be you. All you have to do is subscribe on my website. Also, you could win a free session with me if you write a positive review of this podcast on iTunes. After you post a glowing positive review on iTunes, just email me with your name, contact info, and review, and you'll be entered into a monthly drawing to win a free session. For details on all of this, visit my website, www.jancis.com. That's spelled J-A-N-C-I-U-S.com. You're listening to Angels and Awakening, where we believe daily life can be lived from a constant state of love, joy, peace, bliss, ease, and grace. Why are people always searching for a better way to live? Because there is one. Life doesn't have to be stress-filled and anxiety-ridden. You can make lasting changes that lead to a life you love. My name's Julie Jancis. I have the gift of connecting with angels and bringing through their healing, positive messages to my clients every day. Join us on the Angels and Awakening podcast each week as we explore big spiritual questions, interview experts, and bring through angel messages. I am so excited you're here. Hi friends, welcome to the first episode of Angels and Awakening. Episodes one and two are from the same conversation, but split into two parts. They're jam-packed with all of the information you need to be current with this podcast. My intention is that any listener can come back and start with episodes one and two, where you are right now, and then jump into any future podcast they want to hear and be pretty much caught up to date. These first two episodes not only give my backstory, but they're also going to give you background information about how this all works. And we're going to answer a lot of questions like, how are some people able to connect with angels? How are some people able to connect with loved ones on the other side? Is it all just a bunch of woo-woo? Well, you'll soon find out that I'm less woo-woo and more show me the proof myself. I want you to see the proof for yourself. I want you to be skeptical. There is no dogma. There's no belief system here. I want you to challenge things until you can feel them for yourself, until you can see the changes and the differences in your own life, until you can say, there isn't any way that this is not real. So what is this podcast all about? Well, my only intention for this podcast is to help people. My life is 100% different than it was four years ago. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm not the healthiest I've ever been, but I am a lot healthier than I was before. And I can honestly say, I love my body and I love who I am. You know what? That feels good. I'll say it again. I love my body. It is so strong. It has carried me through more trials and tribulations than any body should be asked to. And I love who I am. That was hard for me to say before because I haven't always liked myself. I haven't always been good to myself. And having been raised in a very religious family with a strong connection to God and Jesus my whole life, Well, this whole talking to angels thing was really hard for me to accept at first. Friends, I was raised going to Catholic school until fifth grade, and I literally carried a Bible around high school, reading it for fun. People would call me Bible girl. That's not to say I haven't done my fair share of stupid or mean things. I have. But what I'm trying to say here, I guess, is how I was raised. Well, talking to the other side just isn't something you do. I've never touched a Ouija board. I don't like witchy stuff. There are people who are a lot more woo-woo than me. And honestly, I still get weirded out pretty quickly. 
So I stay away from things that don't resonate with me. But as you get to know me, you'll hear all of the different stories that I have to share with you about how the angels have communicated with me, validated for me, and made their presence so known that I could no longer deny anything. We'll get to those stories later on, but through my journey of consciously awakening, I've been able to transform everything about my life into what I've always dreamed of. And I want this podcast to be about showing you how to do the same for yourself. I also want this podcast to be a spiritual school that we can both learn and grow from. The episodes will not all follow the same format. In some episodes, I'll interview spiritual experts. In others, we'll hear stories about angels, the other side, and the miracles our listeners have witnessed in their own lives. And in some episodes, I'll share sessions with my clients who want to participate so that you can hear what it's like when I bring through angel messages and so you can see the impact it has on people. But more than anything, this podcast is about what your angels want for you, and that is to awaken. Awaken your consciousness and awaken to the reality that the life you want, the life you dream of, it really is just sitting there waiting for you to take it. So who am I? For those of you who are more advanced, I could just say, I am, and call it a day. Uh, Spiritual joke, sorry about that. Who am I on this earth? Well, I'm mom to the best seven-year-old little girl that there is. To say that my daughter has been through a lot is a complete understatement. She spent the first six months of her life mostly in the hospital, and it was really touch and go there for a while. She got a feeding tube at three weeks. She had about six surgeries before she was two. And compared to the other families that we met in the hospital, it was nothing. But we honestly didn't know if our daughter was going to make it that first six months. I'm just going to call her E here. She is the strongest and biggest fighter I know. Today, she still has a feeding tube, but other than that, you would never know that anything was ever wrong. And I really count my blessings every day for that gift. I'm wife to the most amazing man on earth. We just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary in December, and I can honestly say we're more in love now and having more fun in our marriage than ever before. It wasn't always that way. There's a higher rate of divorce among parents with special needs kids, and going through years of intense medical situations with my daughter definitely tested our marriage. In fact, our plan was always to have two kids, but we had so much post-traumatic stress from our early years with E that we decided our family was complete and we'd put all of our love and all of our energy into her. But through it, we learned how to turn towards each other how to really let our guards down and be vulnerable with each other. He's put up with all of my crazy and never once made fun of my work. He supported me by watching our daughter and taking care of all of the laundry and cleaning around the house while I work most Saturdays. He's my rock and his stability, caring, and compassion have really taught me what true love is. I really won the lottery with this one, ladies. I'm also mom to two furry babies, and yes, I am that person. I do consider them my babies. One is a Shih Tzu. His name is Sir Fluffkins of Oxford, named after the street we live on. And the other is Lady Lulu of Oxford. She's a Shih Tzu Yorkie mix. We got Lulu to keep Fluff company, but he's been majorly depressed since she came home with us in May of last year. You see, Lulu doesn't like to share. She takes all of her toys and all of Fluff's toys and hides them so that he can't have them. But she loves to cuddle. She'll cuddle with you all day long until about 9 p.m. when she's tired, she wants to sleep, and she growls whenever you touch her. 
We've lived in Wheaton, Illinois for the past 10 years, and for those of you who don't know about this secret gem, it's one of the most amazing communities in Illinois for kids. This town has a zoo, an equestrian center where you can ride horses, more parks than I can count, and the most fun tube slide water park in the summer. My husband has been teaching middle school band here for I think 17 years now, and we really just love being ingrained in this community. As you get to know me, you'll find that when I'm not spending my time with my family, I love reading, I'm big on self-care, I love weight training. You'll hear a lot of spiritual teachers knock movies, but I love a good movie or show. Probably bordered on obsession for a while in my life. Okay, I guess the other thing that would sum me up is you know the saying, half Deepak, half Tupac? That is so me. Although when I rap, I imagine it looks like a blonde Anna Kendrick. Right now, I can't stop listening to Beyonce and Jay-Z's song. I can't say the title here because it has a swear word in it, and I don't want to have the explicit sign next to my podcast. My life is like 98% G-rated, but the song title has the word ape in it, so you can figure out what it is. I'm that weird person that likes to listen to music really loud in my car, and as you can see here, I'm okay with poking fun at myself. So that's a little bit about me. Now let's hop into some questions and answers. First, what is spiritual awakening? Now this is all from my perspective, right? But spiritual awakening means awakening your consciousness. Part of it is about thought. You probably go around living your life just thinking that you think, right? But did you know that you have two different thought systems that you're thinking from? We'll go into that a bit later. You probably also go around living your life feeling the worry, stress, anxiety, and pain of daily living inside your body. But did you know that what you're really doing there is living in the vibration of your body when you could be living in the vibration of your soul, which is free from all of those things? Your soul holds a completely different vibration than your body. Your soul stems from love, joy, peace, bliss, ease, and grace. Have you ever heard someone use the phrase heaven on earth? Well, when you awaken, you can learn to live from the vibration of your soul and life can become much more like heaven on earth than anything else you've ever experienced before. One of the most fascinating things about awakening is that you don't have to obtain anything because awakening is not about something that you can own. It's not something outside of you. No, to awaken, you have to turn inward because it is you. It is your soul. It's already yours. It can never be taken away from you. All you have to do is rediscover it. And when you do rediscover it, you get a sense that you've been sleeping for decades and you've just woken up. You see the bigger picture, which is that you're a soul living out an experience on earth. You feel your connection and your oneness with all things because if God is in all things, then the fabric of everything is one. We're all one. You surrender parts of your humanness to live more from your soul. Spiritual awakening is about removing your self-worth from your work, from the people around you, or whatever your self-worth is wrapped up in, and seeing yourself as worthy just because you are because you're a piece of God. And I'll explain that part a bit later, but you know all of those sayings floating around on Instagram right now that say, you are enough? Well, this is what it means. You are enough simply because you are, and you're so loved, you're so adored, you're so cared for by the other side. 
You have no idea, but when you listen to this podcast and when you hear what your angels have to say, you are going to feel at the core of your bones that your angels, your loved ones, your team on the other side, they love you more than anything. And they're always watching out for you. They're always guiding you. They're always helping you and protecting you. You may ask, well, how does someone awaken? For some, awakening can happen spontaneously, almost instantaneously. But for most of us, the awakening process happens over time. It is journey work. The more we do our work, the more we make space for our work in our lives, the more we unfold into ourselves and the deeper we can go. But we also need time for the angels to work with us in order for us to see their lessons in action, to learn by living it. Oftentimes, people awaken when their lives are shaken up, when there's a death in the family, when they lose a job, when they or someone they love gets sick. It happens that way because their self-identity is wrapped up in those things, the people around them, their jobs, their bodies, their health. And when your self-worth can no longer be in the things that are outside of you, the only place to turn is inward. But no one has to wait for something big or bad to happen to awaken. And I'd say it's even better not to. We can consciously choose to awaken. And that starts when we choose to do our work, to master our energy and ourselves. The catch here is that most people don't choose to change when they're comfortable in their lives. When we're comfortable, we're happy, we're content. Why put in the hard work to make changes when we're telling ourselves things aren't really that bad? And folks, that's where the saying comes in. Spirit shakes us to awake us. Many of us have had to be shaken in order for spirit to get us to move from our comfy little spots in life to where they need us to be. That's how it happened for me anyway. So how did I awaken? I woke up when my dad passed away and I started hearing from him before I even knew he was gone. I know it sounds crazy, but you have no idea of the craziness. Here is my story of awakening. My dad and I had an on-again, off-again, father-daughter relationship throughout the years. I'm not going to get into the details of all of it, but we do have the best relationship now that he's on the other side, and he says that I should share a bit of it with you so that you understand. So here it is. I caught my dad cheating on my mom twice, once in elementary school and once in middle school. At the time, it was devastating, confusing, and beyond difficult to navigate as a child. Over time, I've realized that what happened was that I saw so much of my mom and myself. I'm loud like her. We love people. I look like her. We have the same body type. And at 10 years old, I equated my dad's cheating with myself. I thought if he didn't love her, this stunningly beautiful, hardworking, loving woman, then no man would ever love me the way I knew I wanted to be loved. I remember thinking that if my dad would do that to my mom, then there was no chance of me having a good marriage, ever, because one day my husband would for sure do that to me. Turns out that's not true. Again, this is the mind of a 10-year-old, but my dad's actions, they hurt my heart so deeply. The pain coupled with the confusion more than weighed on me, and I didn't know how to handle it at the time, so I did the only thing I knew how. I punished my dad by not speaking to him, by distancing myself from him, and by basically pushing him out of my life. Don't get me wrong here, I realize now that my dad wasn't a bad guy. 
I realized there was much more to all of this than my little 10-year-old, very moral brain could grasp. And I want you to know that there was this amazing side to my dad as well. This man wanted my family and I to have the best memories ever. He was more than adventurous. As a little kid, okay, I grew up knowing how to ride motorcycles, snowmobiles, jet skis. I knew how to hunt, camp, fish. He took us on trips around the country and opened our eyes to so much so early on in life. He made me work hard for things. He was a philosopher and made me think about life. He made me strong. There is so much beauty and so much good in my dad. So from time to time in my life, I tried to reconnect with him. I deeply wanted to have my dad in my life, and I wanted him as a dad. But each time we tried to reconnect, something went wrong and we'd stop talking again. We were both holding our ground, holding on to our stories, waiting for the other person to cave. I know we both loved each other a lot, but we were unwilling to drop those stories and lay down our pride long enough to let each other in. In the end, my dad had three marriages. I was from his first. He was on his third marriage when he passed away. Because I wasn't talking to him for most of that marriage, I'm not sure she really knew how much I loved my dad. She just saw me as a bad kid for not having a relationship with him, and I guess she decided to punish me in her own way by not telling me that he had passed or even putting my name in the obituary. Big gasp, right? I didn't find out for an entire month until his second wife tracked me down. The thing is, that doesn't bother me anymore. One of the perks to awakening is that I can see the bigger picture, which is, had it happened any other way, I would have thought that I was going crazy. Because the part of the story that comes next is crazy. And if it hadn't happened the way it did, I wouldn't have awoken or come into my spiritual gifts or have been able to help so many people. So I choose to see the way that this all played out for me as a huge, huge blessing in my life. Back to the story. So in that one month when my dad had passed and I didn't know, every time I would brush my daughter's hair, I would hear a soft thought within myself say, she needs a hairbrush like I used. This thought repeated over and over and over again the whole month until I saw the thought and woke up. Now, this was the first time I remember realizing that I was thinking. I saw the thought and realized it wasn't me. But this is scary, right? And the fear led to a second thought, which is, Julie, you're going crazy. This big old paddle brush is the only brush that you've ever used. Turns out that paddle brush wasn't the only type of hairbrush I ever used. I just didn't remember it at the time. So fast forward a month. I was working and in a meeting when I got three phone calls in a row from a family member. I knew something was wrong, so I took the call. I was definitely in shock when I first heard the news, but I also remember seeing a memory play out in my mind. It was a memory I hadn't thought about for over 25 years. I saw my dad combing my hair before school when I was really young. He was using his hairbrush with an old school wooden handle and boars like bristles. At that moment, I put it together. The thought I was having that whole month, it wasn't me. It was him. And I blurted out to the colleague in front of me, my dad's been talking to me. Now let me break all of that down and explain what just happened for a moment. Because my dad brought my spiritual awakening to me and helped me to awaken from the other side. Okay, so you might ask, how is that even possible? How does that all work? Well, we all think, right? But most people, most of humanity, let's say, believe that their thoughts are who they are. They associate and identify with their thoughts so much that they believe that they are their thoughts. And these thoughts run through our heads nonstop. 
My friend told me that she was talking to her daughter about thoughts the other day and the thoughts we have in our head. And her daughter goes, oh, I have that. It's like a nonstop conversation in my head. Exactly. She's so right on point. Whether or not we're willing to admit it is a completely different story. But every human on earth has this. It's the egoic mind. Just a term I use. You can call it whatever you want. But it constantly plays out these different stories in our head. It tells us stories about the things we've experienced and categorizes them as good or bad. Like, my mom was wonderful to me, or my dad was terrible to me. And these stories cause us to feel. Some of the stories bring us joy, while other stories cause us pain. But when we're knee-deep in them, we're not seeing the truth of the matter, which is that none of these thoughts are us. They're just thoughts. The truth of the matter is that the mind is a tool that we can learn to control and use. The truth of the matter is that there is a secondary thought system we all have. It is the thought system of your soul on the other side. Because yes, on the other side, your soul thinks. Let's call this thought system your intuition or your intuitive thought system. This thought system works differently than the egoic mind. It doesn't chatter away at you all day long. There isn't a constant stream of thought to it. Most of the time, there's silence, stillness, and quiet. But when you need an answer, thought is there with the answer you need. It's a much more peace-filled thought system. And there's one more thing to it. The angels show me that they can talk to us through it. So can our loved ones. I'm going to explain that part in a bit, but let me just tie this together by saying, people within the spiritual community are divided on the egoic mind. Some people have waged war on it, saying that we need to get rid of it altogether. I don't believe that's true. I do believe we need to start seeing the egoic mind as a tool that we can use. And we need to understand that if we do not learn how to control it, then it will control us. But if we look at the egoic mind as a tool that we can use to create, then it becomes a beautiful thing. We're going to spend a lot of time on this in future episodes, but remember, today is just about running through and touching on a little bit of everything so that you get the big picture view of what this podcast is all about and the terminology that goes with it. Back to my journey of awakening. So when we left off in the story, I was at work, I had just heard that my dad had passed, and I connected that the thoughts I was having before I knew he was gone weren't me. They were him. Now, when you hear voices in your head and you're a rational person, you don't really go around telling everyone, right? At the time, I sure as heck didn't want to be the crazy girl. So I was very cautious about telling anyone that I was hearing my dad, who was now on the other side. I told the life coach I was working with at the time, and she recommended that I work with an intuitive to understand what was happening to me. The intuitive person that I was working with didn't know how to help me come into my spiritual gifts, but she did teach me how to open up my crown chakra and live in the most yummy vibration I had ever felt. Living in this energy feels like living in a different dimension. It's so wonderful, and we'll talk about that more later because I want you to feel that vibration for yourself and know how to get into it for yourself. It truly is love, joy, and peace. It's God energy. So I worked with this woman for maybe six months before things turned and she started to tell me that these negative things were going to start to happen in my life. But when she was telling me all of this information, I heard an angel say, no, she's wrong. That's not going to happen. It doesn't have to be that way. What I didn't know was happening at the time is definitely something you should be aware of. See, I only connect to God, universe, source, energy with the intention of bringing through positive messages. 
Why is this important? Because it's a topic that the spiritual community is divided on, and it impacts you. See, everyone has a spiritual gift. People use their gifts as mediums, intuitives, angel readers, Reiki masters, etc. Now, some people like myself believe in only connecting with God energy and only bringing through positive messages, while others think that because God is in everything that is, they believe there is no negative energy and that all energy is positive energy. So they open themselves up to connecting with any and all energy. Okay, there's some truth to that, right? God is in everything, but here's the part I don't believe. I don't believe in opening up myself to all energy because while there is no negative energy on the other side, the fact of the matter is that we're not on the other side right now. We're on this earth plane. And on this earth plane, there is low vibrational energy. If you're asking, what is low vibrational energy? Think of all the horrifying stories on the five o'clock news. I don't want to open up myself to connecting with all of that toxic junk, and I will not bring that junk through to my clients. So I'll say this, I don't care who you go to see for spiritual guidance, if it's me or someone else, but for your own sake, before you go, just make sure that the person only connects with God energy and brings through positive messages. Because if I had listened to the woman I was working with at the beginning, it could have been very destructive to my life. I believe you should only work with someone who brings through positive messages because you have free will and you have the opportunity to change anything that's coming to you on your path. All of us are going to encounter negativities in our lives because this life, it's not about perfection. It's about learning. And if you hear the negative stuff, it'll be harder for you to clear that energy out of your energy, out of your aura and chakras. It'll be harder for you to get those negative thoughts out of your head. And because of that, it will be more likely that you manifest the bad stuff someone else told you about. What the angels show me is that people who bring through negative information make your life harder and your work harder. And you don't need that. Okay, so the point of this tangent in my story is this. Before you choose to work with someone, just make sure they only connect with God energy and only bring through positive messages. All right, back to the story again. So all of the negativity that this woman brought through to me, all of the bad stuff she said was going to happen in my life, it scared me. And having grown up in a very religious family, I decided to put all of this away for a while. I prayed, God, Jesus, if this gift of hearing from the other side is not you, then I don't want it. Please take it back. I prayed this for over six months, but I just kept hearing the same message, which was, you say you want me to work through you to help other people. This is how. This is how I need to help people. When I finally accepted this and accepted this was my path, then like clockwork, three new spiritual teachers were placed in my path. I worked with them and became a Chios master teacher and a Reiki master teacher. The process of learning these energy healing modalities and practicing on people helped me have confidence in my spiritual gifts. Because every time I would work with someone, when I would connect with them, I would see their angels and loved ones on the other side. And Spirit had messages for me to give the person I was working on. So I did, and as I did, I could feel the emotional pain and blockages within the person melt away as they received their messages. People on my table almost always have tears, so I have to keep Kleenex right there. So next came the big test. I didn't want to ask my family and friends to refer people to me, so I left it in God's hands. I said, okay, God, I'm ready to help people by bringing through your messages to them and by helping them to awaken. Please send people to me. I heard back. 
put five gift certificates in the elementary fun fair at your daughter's school. I remember thinking to myself, five gift cards? Yeah, like that's going to bring a lot of people my way. But okay, will do. The egoic mind, right? So I put those five gift cards in the school fair and those people came and then those people sent people and then those people sent people. And I've worked with more than 600 people in less than two years, bringing through messages individually, giving lectures and leading groups and workshops. It was a hard gift for me to accept at first, but now I embrace it and wouldn't have it any other way. I feel so blessed and honored to connect people with their messages from spirit, and I feel it truly is a privilege. So how do I connect with angels and spirit on the other side? How does this all work? Well, here's the simplest, easiest way that spirit's shown me on how to break this down for people. Some people gripe because I use the little science I know to explain what spirit has shown me, but bear with me. It's good. I promise. So scientifically, we know that everything is energy and all energy vibrates, right? It vibrates at different levels or different frequencies. So what does that mean? Okay, well, everything in this world is material, right? Your clothes, your skin, the objects in front of you, the object you're sitting on, animals, particles in the air, all physical matter. Well, Albert Einstein found the smallest piece of all matter so far, which is the atom. Once scientists knew about the atom, they could build a microscope powerful enough to see the atom. Well, quantum physicists are now looking for what they call the God particle, the piece of physical matter that is smaller than the atom. And once they find it, some scientists have said they'll be able to break that particle down one more step into a wave. And what is a wave? It's another word for vibration, right? So in theory, perhaps one day when they find this, scientists will be able to create a microscope-type instrument powerful enough to look at any piece of physical matter and see waves or vibrations. All of this to say, everything truly is energy and all energy truly does vibrate. It all vibrates at different levels or better yet, different frequencies. Now apply this to what you are. You're a human being. The humanness is the body, the beingness is your soul. If everything is energy and all energy vibrates, then it would make sense that there is one vibration or set of vibrations to your body and there is a completely different vibration or set of vibrations to your soul. What spirit shows me is that meditation is not about how many years you've been meditating for or how long you can sit in one duration. It's not a contest, people. And you're not supposed to feel like it's this intense hard work or an impossible mountain you can't climb. No, the angels show me meditation is like training wheels when you're learning to ride a bike. Meditation is a tool you can use to get into the vibration of your soul. It is a tool you can use to access your soul's energy, to live from the vibration of your soul instead of the vibration of your body. Then once you know how to access your soul's vibration, You can learn to stay in it longer and longer until you live most or all of your days in that heavenly vibration. Humanity got meditation wrong. For how many thousands of years have people thought that they needed to leave their families and lead their lives and be reclusive in order to stay in this wondrous vibration constantly? And that's exactly what they did. People left their families to live a reclusive life so that they could stay in this vibration for forever. But that's never how it was supposed to be. Living our lives from this high vibration will shift the world into a place of peace. And it is the job of all of us to learn how to get into this vibration and hold it while we're living our daily lives. Sometimes you'll hear people talk about holding the vibration, holding the space. 
that's what they're talking about. Living your life in the vibration of your soul. And it feels like a different dimension or an altered state, which sounds woo-woo and maybe even scary to some people, but it's not. It truly feels like living in heaven on earth. It's like you can feel love so powerfully that you could reach out with your hands and just scoop it up. Now in episode three, I'm going to walk you through a meditation to help you get into that vibration. That episode will appear really short, around five to 10 minutes, but I'm doing that on purpose so that you can come back to it and listen to that meditation anytime you need help shifting your energy and getting into that higher vibration. And yes, meditation doesn't have to be long. Five to 10 minutes is all you need to shift your energy. Okay, I think this is a good place to end episode one and we'll continue this conversation next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to participate in this podcast, I'm looking for a few different things. If you'd like to have a session with me that's taped and may air on this podcast, please book online and in the notes section, please write in there that you want your session taped for the podcast. And just know that right now, podcast sessions must be remote distant sessions over the computer because they haven't figured out how to do it any other way. Um, I haven't figured out how to record my sessions in person because I walk around too much. Now, for those of you who just want a private session, who don't want it recorded for the podcast, you can come in person. I also do Skype and phone sessions. So whatever works for you works for me. And again, you can book those right on the website. Another way you can participate is I'm also looking for your stories. If you have stories about angels, about your loved ones on the other side and how they're coming through to you, or if you have a supernatural story that you think we should hear or an expert that you think we should interview, please, please email me. We'd love to hear from you. You can find my email and book sessions directly on my website, www.jancis.com. That's spelled J-A-N-C-I-U-S.com. Thanks again for listening. My dear friends, you don't know what an incredible, huge, huge, huge blessing it is to this podcast when you write a glowing, positive review for us. It truly helps us get the best experts on the show. I know this might sound a little complex, but if you send me an email after you post a glowing, positive review here, I will put your name into a monthly drawing to win a free 30-minute angel message session with me. And it may just be broadcast on this show at a later date. Your name will be kept in the drawing every month until you win. When you email me, don't forget to include your name, contact information, and positive review. I hope you win. Tune in for a new episode next week where I'll share tools and guidance that can help you fall in love with your life and start living it from a place of peace, bliss, and ease. Thank you so much for listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. Until next time, know in your heart just how deeply you're loved on the other side and open up your heart to all of the random, unexpected blessings that your angels and your spirit team are trying to bring into your life right now. Disclaimer, this podcast provides general information and discussion about energy healing, spiritual topics, and related subjects. 
the conversations and other content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical, psychological, and or professional advice. If the listener or any other person has a medical concern, he or she should consult with an appropriately licensed physician or other healthcare professional. Never make any medical or health-related decision based in whole or even in part on anything contained in the Angels and Awakening podcast or in any of our linked materials. You should not rely on any information contained in this podcast and related materials in making medical, health-related, or other decisions. You should consult a licensed physician or appropriately credentialed healthcare worker in your community in all matters relating to your health. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. Again, angel messages, energy healing, and the information you receive here does not constitute legal, psychological, medical, business, relationship, or financial advice. Do not take any of the advice given in any Angels and Awakening podcasts or sessions in lieu of medical, psychological, legal, financial, or general professional advice. Please note, Angels and Awakening is a podcast produced by Chicago Energy Healing, a company with locations in Wheaton and Naperville, Illinois.